Thunder Media. Today on Inside Motorsport, we hear from the new TCR champion, Tony D'Alberto. Nathan Hearn talks about his Trans Am experience in America. Jim Cullen, he looks at trying to get Mountain Straight renamed after a champion, Alan Moffat. And Tim Hodges talks about his new venture, setting up a sprint car team for the Classic in Warrnambool next year. I hope you'll stay with us on a very busy Inside Motorsport. A bit of a potpourri today with our interviews, but we kick it off. Tony Whitlock spoke to Tony D'Alberto about his TCR win and congratulated him on what was a fantastic effort that went down to the last race of the season. Congratulations on winning the TCR 2022 season. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that we're able to do it on the weekend. Pretty tense last race, though. Uh, I, I definitely did it the hard way. Um, but I provided lots of entertainment for everyone that was watching at home. <laughs> <laughs> Kept them on the edge of their seats, that's for sure. Absolutely. One of the delightful things for you is that you brought a team, a championship win in this series, in David Wall, who, as we know, is a, a great champion of Australian racing and a man who I'm sure that you must have great affection for, because not only are you having a success with him, but the fact that being with that team. I've got a lot of admiration for that team. I mean, I've seen seen what they've done in TCR. I see what they do in Carrera Cup. Um, Strain GT, whatever they put their hand to, they pre- prepare an amazing car. And um, one thing that I, they should be really, really proud of in the last three years of TCR, we've, we have never had one mechanical failure on the Honda, which goes to show the cars built very well, but the guys are putting the car together, you know, extremely professionally. So um, that helps a lot. You know, when you go to race weekend, the car's prepared properly. You don't spend half a weekend trying to fix it. So I'm thrilled to be able to win the championship for them um, and be part of their history because I know uh, they've put a lot into this program along with Honda and all their other partners. But uh, those guys, you know, they've been there from the start. They were there from day one when we tested the TCR cars at Sydney Motorsport Park. And there's been some crappy times, I can tell you. Um, times when we were sort of scratching our heads wondering whether we are going to keep doing this. Um, so to stick it out and come up, uh, you know, in front this year and win the, win the title um, just repays everyone's faith and uh, the reward for, for a team that um, do work really, really hard. One of the things, Tony, that distinguishes you, and I've probably known you 15, 20 years, is that you work very hard at it, not just in the car but out of the car. And I know that you work very hard to get Honda and keep Honda and give Honda the success they need to keep justifying their expenditure. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't um, an easy sell to begin with. I mean, when I went to see them in 2018 and when I heard TCR was coming to Australia, um, they knew nothing about it. Uh, they, you know, were very reluctant to um, get back into motorsport. They'd been burnt in the past and it took a lot of convincing, a lot of proving to them uh, what TCR was all about. Uh, and I suppose them trusting my guidance and um, some of my knowledge of the sport and trusting that I was telling them the right things as well. And uh, that relationship is just built over the last three to four years. And um, 
you know, to the point now where they really do enjoy it, the whole company's behind it, um, and they've enjoyed the journey. Um, you know, TCR have done a really good job in um, with TV. You know, the stand coverage has been really, really good, and everyone that's producing the, the coverage is doing a great job. So they've, they've done their bit and at the end of the bargain, and um, they've made Honda feel really welcome. But if you look at what TCR is all about, trying to get manufacturer support, um, you know, where I suppose uh, the ones that really showcase that the best ourselves and HMO as, as well. Um, and it just shows the benefits that TCR can bring to a manufacturer. But you're right, Tony. I, I've done a lot of work in the background and, um, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to go car racing and uh, I wanted this opportunity so I had to go and work for it and come up with a budget to go racing. And, uh, you know, Honda have supported that. And also I've got many other partners as well that have topped up the budget to get us to where we need to go because, um, you know, car racing is pretty expensive and especially when you're trying to go for a title, you um, throw everything at it. And uh, that's what we did this year. Nathan Hearn came back to Australia and dominated the Trans Am class at the Bathurst International. He was only a week before that at the Circuit of the Americas running Trans Ams over there and in the home of Trans Ams finished fourth in a very competitive field. No, it was awesome, you know, and, and come off the back of racing the S5000 at the Gold Coast, I didn't actually realise how different the Trans Am cars in America were um, compared to Australian cars. So the Australian cars run on the Hoosier Biasply tyre, um, a tyre that the American cars haven't ran on for probably three or four years now. So they run on Pirelli radial tyres and had a lot more grip, so they handled a lot more like a V8 supercar than what they did at Trans Am. But, um, yeah, look, it, it was great fun. And, and to go over there and compete against, you know, the world's and the tra- world's best Trans Am drivers, it was uh, it was pretty cool. And, and you know, the top 15 cars could win, which I reckon is probably one of the most competitive categories in, in, in the world currently. And, and it was, yeah, it was it was bloody hard work to, to get to the front, but um, no, once once you got there, it was pretty clean, pretty respectful racing, but uh, you had to have your wits about you to keep up there. How was the race at Circuit the Americas? Did you do a lot of simulator, or what sort of work did you do to prepare yourself? Yeah, I tried to do as much simulator stuff as I can, um, but I also don't like to because finding a simulator you know, isn't always always 100% right, and, and most of the time it teaches you bad habits, but... Um, yeah, look, I mean, when I got there, I just was completely blown away by how different the cars were to drive, and, and it took me about two, two sessions to actually get used to the car and how it drove um, and trying to snap out of the habits I'd built over the last two years in, in Australian Trans Am. So to hop into a car so similar in, in every way, shape, and form, and, and it's so different at the same time, it was, it was you know, probably it was more than I thought it would be. Well, it was harder than I thought it would be, really, to, to just drive the car around and drive it fast. Um but yeah, and then the the racing side of it was was very different. You know, it was, a, it was an hour long race, which I'm 100 percent not used to in Australia. We, I mean, we're going to do our longest race ever uh, this weekend with the Trans Am Bathurst 100, and that wouldn't even be half half as long as what the races are over there. So it's um yeah, it was it was an awesome experience and, and something you know I'm hoping I can go over and do again sometime. Um, you know, we ended up P4 at line, but uh, there was definitely a few things I could have done better and. And probably cost myself a shot at, at, at getting a win on, on debut, which would have been, you know, would have been awesome. But um, yeah, can't can't chickens for that hatch, and we ended up P4. But I mean, I'm, I'm still pretty happy with that. Jim Cullen is trying to engage the motorsport fans across Australia to get behind his push to have Mountain Straight renamed after Alan Moffat. 
Yeah, that's right. Look, there's a group of us. Um, we've, actually, we've only been going a few we, uh, not even a week as an organised group, and we've already got a few hundred, so it is catching on. Um, Alan made his name at Bathurst, and more importantly, we believe the... Uh, the rivalry between Alan Moffat and Peter Brock and Alan Moffat's intensity is what made Bathurst special and why it became and how it became the national race rather than just something for car racing fanatics. It's up there now with football finals and Melbourne Cup. People pay attention to the 1,000 and it all started with Alan Moffat and Peter Brock. Peter's got his trophy at the top of the hill. Well, he is king of the hill. So we thought, and he's got a statue and his name up there, we thought Moffat, the big Ford climbing up the hill was unbeatable, so that's where his name should go. And the straight's not named after anyone else, so it's available. And it balances the ledger, doesn't it? You've got a Holden driver, you should have a name for a Ford driver. I guess that's that's right too. That is right. And it's more than that. Alan actually changed the whole um, face of motor racing in Australia. In the mid to late 60s, it was really just car dealers, mechanics and their mates and, you know, well-off people having some fun on a weekend. He came over with a whole professional attitude. He made it his profession, his life, his livelihood. If he lost, he lost his house. If he won, he could pay his bills. And he claimed that all on Bathurst. And after he put the professional in it, in the Holden dealer team uh, stepped up to the mark and a few others, and then others like Dick Johnson and Larry Perkins came after him. And, uh, yeah, they changed motor racing forever in Australia, especially Bathurst, so he should be honoured for that. Tim Hodges is a producer of Fox Sports' very successful AFL 360. He's also the sideline eye for the AFL coverage on ABC Sport. He's friends with some interesting people, including Jared Waitley, Scott McLaughlin and Jack Rewald. And he's now setting up a sprint car team with those three individuals to race at the Classic in Warrnambool next Australia Day weekend. Uh, g'day, Craig. Nice to be with you. Um, you can take the boy out of Warrnambool, but you can't take Warrnambool out of the boy. So, yeah, born and raised in Warrnambool. Um, I guess born and raised at Premier Speedway, and that's where my passion for motorsport um, grew and developed and went into real nuff-nuff no- mode, and that's what I am. I'm, you know, hand up, I'm guilty. Um, so, yeah, this has been a, a bit of a pipe dream a few mates and I have spoken about for, for many years at the class and um, one thing led to another and started to get some legs across the, the course of the past 12 months and, yeah, here we are. It's um, I still have to pinch myself a little bit to think, golly, it's, it's actually happening. When you say a few mates, I can imagine that over the years as a youngster in Warrnambool, you're sitting on the hill going, oh, I want to drive, I want a car, I want to win the Classic. But over the years, your mates have probably not so much the schoolmates anymore. These mates are elites in their chosen field, one being broadcasting, the other being motor racing, and the third one being AFL football. I will say there are a couple of mates from Warrnambool still that are uh, very much part of this, and uh, Dylan Wilshire and Ryan O'Keefe, two of my great mates from from home, Craig, um, both are, uh, are Formula 500 drivers. Uh, both love the sport as much as I do. I've sat on the yeah, you're right. We've sat on the hill and 
um, probably consumed a few beers of watching the Classic over the last decade. And Yeah, we, we have spoken about it. Could we do it? Would you do it? Would you want to do it? How would it, how would it play out if you tried to do it? So, yeah, Dylan and, and Ryan are both very uh, heavily involved, um, very heavily involved, and I wouldn't have done it without them. Um, but then, yeah, things start to snowball and... Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it did come to a conversation I was having with Jack and Jack Rewalt and Scott McLaughlin. Um, we, we did a podcast together. Um, we still have a, a lively WhatsApp group message um, where it sort of surfaced on that. And then they were both in. And I was like, Cry, crikey, I didn't um, think that was coming. And then, yeah, Jared Waitley, I work with it. I've worked for, you know, 20 years with, with Jared um, Craig and uh, Channel 10 and then Fox Footy. And probably him being a sticky nose really cost him a little bit of money because he was looking over my shoulder one night and said, "What's this? What's this I see on the on your screen?" And um, so I printed out the proposal and said, "This is a little something that we're, I'm working on." And he said, "Well, I want to be a part of it, especially when he knew Jack and Scott were a part of it." So yeah, it's um it's great to have a few um, key figures, I guess, that that can help sell the message, and they certainly helped last week when we launched the thing. Um, but it's great that they they want to be a part of something around Speedway and motorsport. So, yeah, I think it's going to be cool for the Classic next year, and I think it's already been great for the amount of coverage it's got. But, you know, if Jack Rewalt is waltzing around pit lane at the Classic next January at Premier Speedway, that, that will be cool for the sport. You can hear all those interviews in full at sportradio.com.au. I suggest if you want to know more about each of those people, and their efforts, you'll find a lot more there. And all the back editions of Inside Motorsport are also available at sportradio.com.au. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.